Well, my hope is that the staff council can bring together people on this campus like myself. I've been here for a very long time, so I know a lot of people, but I don't know new people that are hired. Like we don't get to meet everybody like we used to because everybody's so busy. We have so much going on in our areas, but it can bring us all together. So when I need to call the fitness center or ask what's going on, I'll know who to call. Hey, Stephen, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Bill. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I really appreciate you getting those uh, interviews in of our staff talking about this new staff council. Yeah, it's a great time to talk to staff. The year has ended and this brand new staff council is amazing. Their opinions about staff unity and community are amazing. Um, but it makes me think, Dr. Woodson, this is a little bit different than our regular episode. Uh, what made you want to highlight the staff council? You know, I really appreciate what the staff is doing here with this council. I really see some great new leadership emerging in a space that's really important to the campus climate, which is that our history has been that we've always been about students. We're a student-focused institution. We've always put our faculty on a pedestal. I think our staff has felt somewhat like second-class citizens. and. They speak into that a little bit in, the, in these episodes, as I understand. I'm looking forward to hearing their words. But the fact that they are coming together and, and amplifying and supporting each other, uh, supporting each other's voices, I think is a really positive trend for our campus community. So I thought it's something that we need to help the entire campus hear. Awesome. Let's hear what they have to say. This is Making a Better New. Making a Better New, a podcast for New College of Florida. And I am Bill Woodson, Dean of the Office of Outreach and Inclusive Excellence and Chief Diversity Officer, also Chair of the, camp, of the Committee on Campus Climate and Culture. Hi, my name is Mike Jones. I'm the um, Administrative Assistant in the Office of Outreach and Inclusive Excellence. Yeah, I'm Naomi Copeland. I work in the Center for Career Engagement and Opportunity, which is the CEO office here on the campus. Um, I was hired June of 2019 and um, have been here since then. Great. And just for reference, I'm uh, Kathleen Casto and I'm a faculty member in the psychology department. So I wanted to start first with a question about the origins of this council, because I think, you know, the how it came about question is always so interesting. So would you mind telling me about the origin story of the staff council? Yes, Kathleen, I would love to. Um, so I think back about the first days that I was um, on campus here and I came during the summer, but once the academic year started, we receive as staff emails from the faculty chair about these monthly faculty meetings. And I saw them and I really wasn't quite sure like what they were about. And eventually I was told, oh, well, staff can go to those. So obviously we were not in a pandemic at that time. We were in person. So a couple of times when I was able, I would go over to the Sudikoff and um, 
just sit in and observe the um, faculty meetings. And it always seemed to me that there was things in the faculty meeting that, wow, it would have been really kind of nice if the staff had been shared that information. And so I started kind of asking around and, you know, was I missing like a staff meeting? Was there other than like divisions or departments, like, was there a big on-campus meeting? And and there never was. So um, it just kind of led me to some thoughts in my mind of like, how can we have something like that here at New College. We know that the faculty have their form of governments, governance, excuse me, and they have elected individuals um, that serve for them. And we know that the students have the uh, NCSA, but really for the staff, there was no, there's nothing similar. There's no uh, form of governance. So kind of fast forward to last year, um, and President O'Shea announces his retirement. And it was kind of also around that same time that the Board of Trustees were having a conversation and meetings where um, some compensation and some raises were being considered. And I kind of think of it like it was all for me, this like perfect storm of these things were all happening kind of all together at once. And um, followed by President O'Shea having one of his uh, quarterly luncheons where, you know, every, you know, he sends out an invitation for staff and faculty to participate. Well, I had signed up for this um, staff lunch with President O'Shea months before any of this was going on. And um, we talked about it at this lunch, like, talk to us about the communication with the staff, talk to us about, um, you know, the board of trustees and the faculty and this kind of hierarchy that there is. So this was nothing, this conversation and these questions that I were asking at this lunch were really nothing new. President O'Shea had received those kind of questions from me previously. I had spoke to the provost about it. I had talked to Bill Woodson about it and, um, it, it wasn't like shocking to them that this was on my mind. And so then the presidential search committee was announced. And that's really kind of, for me, kind of the trigger point of some action. And during the staff, during, and I keep saying the staff luncheon with the president, but I think it's pretty much open to faculty. And I think some students are always there and um, staff. Um, we talked about this, how would this presidential search committee be formed? And it was at that point that the president shared with me that the Board of Governors has a statute, it's 1.002, it's called the Presidential Search and Selection. And it actually states that this a presidential search committee should be comprised of no more than 15 members. One person is from the Board of Governors. Three people are from the Board of Trustees. It should include individuals from the institution's faculty, from the student body, the board, and the financing arm of the college, if, if there is one. Oh, and then somebody from the community. But that cannot be more than... 15 people total. So we were really fortunate that Mary Ruiz, the chair of the Board of Trustees, um, selected Dwayne Peterson to serve on that committee. And I absolutely, you know, ha obviously have an open door kind of to him. I can stop him at any moment here in the office in the CEO and say, hey, what's happening with the presidential search? But I realized that a lot of people on campus didn't 
have that opportunity. And so him and I kind of started talking like, how could we include staff and make them maybe feel a little included in this whole search? And he and I just started kind of talking and he shared with me that where he came from in the other Florida SUS schools and in other colleges that he's worked for, they have this form of governance called like a staff senate or a staff council. And it was also kind of at the same time that the Office of um, Outreach and Inclusive Excellence were putting together a lot of efforts and a lot of initiatives um, for a campus inclusivity. But I know that the staff really felt excluded from a lot of things, from communication, from conversations, Mm -hmm. from decisions. Um, And like I was sharing with you um, kind of a little bit about myself prior to this podcast recording, um, I was raised in the Midwest. Mm. And one of the beliefs that I was raised on was that one person can make a difference. And I just decided with um, the support of my director that I was going to make a difference for the staff here. Giving staff a voice. Mm -hmm. There are other groups on campus that have representation, like the student uh, government gives the students a voice. Um, The faculty have the faculty meetings. um, And both of those groups have members on the board of trustees. um, And the staff, I think have felt left out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and again, I've only been here a few months, so I don't have the institutional knowledge of, of what may have happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And the staff council is um, an idea from new employees who have come in and said, at my last institution, there was this staff council, like, why don't we do something like that? So um, I think that we are hoping to look to um, the the veterans who have been here for a while to learn from them and uh, and not you know repeat mistakes. Like if there was one thing you wanted a campus community member to know about about the council, like what would that general thing be? Um, I think that it's building bridges yeah. and collaborating together. I think really. That's my probably my one two, um, in no particular order. On one day it's collaboration. On another day it's about building bridges. I think mm. the staff really we we work really hard. Twelve months a year we get in our offices, and sometimes it's really hard for us to leave our office, and then um, we forget that what we do here at our desk really does affect somebody that's down at Cook Hall, but really affects somebody that's over in HCL, Mm -hmm. like how we are all kind of intertwined. So I think collaborating and building bridges um, and for the staff to come together as a community and respect each other, be kind to each other. And I think when we do that, we're going to be respected and be shown kindness as well. Um, that's, that's a great question. Um, I think that, uh, a good marketing person would be able to come up with a little (laughs) elevator speech that does it a lot better than me. But if I were honestly talking, you know, uh, uh, by the water cooler with a new employee, I would say, um, go to the staff council meetings because first of all, you're going to meet people you would never meet otherwise who work in other parts of the campus. And guess what? You're all in the same family. Like they are your colleague, whether you've ever met them or not. Um, and the council is in its infancy and you have the chance 
as a, as a member of it, which you automatically are by being staff to uh, make a difference. And um, this isn't some old institution that you're not going to be able to break into. Like um, you're here and we welcome you and see what you can do. Hello, Marguerite. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, thank you for joining us today on Making a Better New. Um, what benefits do you think we can get, you know, outside the decrease in siloing from a staff council? Well, my hope is that the staff council can bring together people on this campus like myself. I've been here for a very long time, so I know a lot of people, but I don't know new people that are hired. Like, we don't get to meet everybody like we used to because everybody's so busy. We have so much going on in our areas, but it can bring us all together. So when I need to call the fitness center or ask what's going on, I'll know who to call. I'll know how to call the mailroom. Somebody can call me if they're having trouble looking at their budget or if they don't understand something with payroll and they can't get a hold of someone else. We can all work together. That's my hope for the staff council. Staff council is having their meeting. And so it'd be like really cool. Like, hey, this Wednesday at one o'clock, hop on or meet us here at this place. I, we're going to have our meetings um, in various locations on the campus so that we it can include everyone from, I call it the east side of campus to the waterfront. Um, it make everybody feel included. Nice. Yeah. College and university campuses can be really siloed in a way because you've got these departments of academic, you know, divisions, yes. and then you've got faculty, staff, administration. So you've got all these like bodies of individuals and sometimes in, in even different buildings where every siloed department is. Yeah, at New College, actually, there's a little bit more intermixing, you know, with, for example, ACE has people in social sciences and in the humanities. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of mixing there. But it is a problem actually really broadly. I wonder if you guys might be a great model for other small colleges to do some community building by pulling down those barriers between departments. That would be that you so see. exciting. Yes. And I think that um, those barriers and those walls can be completely um, taken down brick by brick. They've not been built uh, in a day over overnight. So it will take some time for them to come down. But I think that if I, you know, I would love for their, the students to feel so comfortable with the staff and for the staff to feel so comfortable with the faculty and the faculty to feel are they, you know, they already feel very comfortable with the students, but for them to feel the same way about the staff as well. So like just kind of all three of those parties to be able to come together um, hmm. and, and, and have fun at times too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I like the have fun part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so say someone would think like, man, uh, all these meetings and committees, like I'm a faculty member. So committee gives me like an immediate feeling of stress because uh, it's like, oh, there more committees is better. But it's also like, you know, not really. And there's always this fight about too many committees or less committees or what are the committees doing. But anyways, it sounds like a lot of work. Right. And so like uh, in your jobs or in your roles, you, you got certain tasks or things that you're running and managing is this a lot of 
so maybe someone in the community would have a concern about like all this management in the structural aspects of the council and carrying out. And then, then the committees on top of that, is it sort of taking away from the time for you to do the, the main job you were hired for, or is that like a mean question to ask? I don't know. <laughs> I think like, that's an honest do concern. Your job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think that uh, that was a concern that we had kind of early in the process. Um, and we asked uh, President O'Shea to make it very clear in his announcement that, um, that he and the provost um, have kind of approved move, the moving forward of the staff council that um, all departments should allow their employees time to um, attend the meetings and be active in the council. It, it seems, uh, I mean, I, I, for example, I'm an hourly employee. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I'm appreciative that it's very clear that when I, I don't need to clock out to go to the staff council meeting, or I don't need to clock out to, to like it, go to a committee meeting. That's, that becomes part of my job. Nice. Um, and that's the idea is that everyone on campus, whether they're, um, uh, you know, like me sitting behind a desk, or if they're on a golf cart out the window, as I look and see, uh, <laughs> people working groundskeepers, um, our wonderful uh, custodial staff who uh, have who recently uh, were awarded uh, or congratulated for keeping us safe from COVID. And, and uh, if you saw that email, yeah, they, yeah. Were, uh, they tested surfaces over and over and our custodial staff kept it clean. Yes. Like those people, you know, they yep. deserved a voice as well. And even if they're working a different shift, you know, if they're not here on the you know third Wednesday at three, when we have our meetings, we want to record the meetings so they can watch them after and that they mm. can give input. Um, we, we really want everyone to be able to be active and for that to be a part of their job. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I, I that's just my, my opinion. And mm -hmm. I think that that's what the council wants. And thinking about it too, that one way to turn that question around is, well, this is, and I, I appreciate that the president spoke about this work in that way, but it's, it's valuable work. It's not extra and above your job. Yes, it's actually a, exactly. an essential part of making your jobs more efficient and better interconnected and sharing of information that increases the productivity of the college as a whole. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think it can be valuable. It can really be, uh, it being the staff council can really be a huge asset to the institution, especially if we get buy-in from as many departments and staff as we can and, and, and all work together. Um, I think that it's, um, it has a great potential. So the faculty, I think part of the struggle is they see themselves as the, as the dogged, steadfast preservers of a fading flame of education. <laughs> and one of the fears, I, I think this is my, my, third year here of, uh, I think, understanding some of the long existing tension is that administration, and, and this is also something that transcends college campuses, administrations and faculty are, are constantly at war. It's like a, it's like the, um, you know, cat and dog or whatever. <laughs> and staff are in some ways, I think, viewed as like uh, at the behest of, or, you know, an arm of the administration. And so by 
by forming a staff council that could have decision-making power in the college, what you're doing is basically giving more power potentially to the administration. Mm. And to then, I think that's, so when, when faculty get wary of this, if you see a faculty member or, you, or this as the staff council develops and you hear faculty express concern about it, I think it might come from that place. And I wish I could just, um, I wish I fully understood it. A or B, I wish I could express to the staff that I think it's not to do with wanting staff to feel like they are, their opinions are unwelcome, but it's part of this like age old cat and dog battle between faculty and admin and staff are seen as potentially an arm of the admin in decision-making. So the admin can come down and say, oh, you know, we want to get rid of uh, ISPs. We think ISPs are stupid. We love our ISPs. The faculty think it's core to who we are, you know? And so, and then you have this vote on it. And if staff can vote it, these decisions or something, they view that the administrative motives, which are sometimes, sometimes, but not always, uh, counter to what the faculty want, you could see that um, the faculty would see that the staff members are voting, you know, potentially to support their administrators who are oftentimes their bosses or whatever, something like that. Like it creates sure. a weird like sort of power structure in dynamics of decision-making that has a long history is my short way of saying a long thing. <laughs> the, the organization of uh, human beings in this, or in this school Not does have names. a lot of baggage. <laughs> Not to name names. You're right. Um, <laughs> um, carries with it a lot of uh, historical uh, baggage. Like you, like you said, or, or like you indicated. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope that, giving a voice to more staff will not be seen as giving a voice is giving a stronger voice to the administration because that is not the goal of a staff council. Mm -hmm. We simply want to be um, supported and to support one another and yes. be a, a, a true integrated part of the college in a way that I feel like some staff don't think they are now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it, it's, it's, we're so close to making it, you know, like I, like I mentioned before, so many meetings are open to anyone. Mm -hmm. um, but, but so we're so close to getting there where, where we, we can feel really included. Um, but there's something holding us back and maybe the staff, a staff council can help with that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I like that. It, it's, it's, you know, it, again, I've only been here a few months. Um, so you are, I, you know, you've really learned the ropes. I think you are past your six months. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. Six month learning curve. You have, despite being new, I think you have a, a really, um, I've earned that one personal day that we get uh, after being oh, here for no. six months. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. My last question here, just to help me walk away with some clear understanding of like what the next six months might look like for the staff council. Like what are the immediate sort of short-term 
objectives. I know you talked about sort of getting off the ground, like actually the organizational parts, but Mm -hmm. yeah. What are your specific set of goals? Well, after we get us up and running and going with our bylaws and the officer structure um, and our mission statement, I think a big objective is to help heal some of the past by being like a tool again for communication and inclusivity. Um, We're going to be launching some lunch and learn opportunities. And I think the staff and even others would like really find informative and helpful. Um, We want to help strengthen new college to better harness the knowledge uh, of staff members. Like we have people that are PhDs, they're earning their doctorates, their MBAs, their MSWs, LSWs. Like they are an amazing resource for administration and faculty and students. And, you know, there's times where the staff have a totally different perspective and can bring a different idea to the table. But before now, like we're, we haven't even been, you know, at that table. Mm -hmm. So we, I personally, for us as a staff council, want us to be able to have a seat at that table. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, my ultimate personal goal for this is we're going to change the board governors. We're going to change that 1.002 of the presidential search uh, structure so that, you know, staff are noted in that, that there will be a faculty representative, that there'll be a student representative, that there'll be a board of governor representative, Mm -hmm. and there'll be a staff representative. Mm -hmm. You know, we're here on the campus 12 months a year Mm -hmm. and we're the kind of the hands and the feet that are on the ground day in and day mm-hmm. out. And I just, you know, it goes all the way up to the board of governors. They don't even have that in their statutes. So that's my end goal, but the, our short-term objectives as a staff council for our little grassroots effort are to get up and running, get those bylaws uh, created. They're uh, being created as we speak and that office uh, officer structure and then just change the world here at, at, at new wow. college and bring everybody together <laughs> yeah. might be, might be really more ambitious than we're <laughs> able to do. But again, I go back to my Midwest roots, you know, one person can, can change and make a difference and can make a change. Well, good on you. Uh, I like that ambition. Uh, so I've really enjoyed speaking with you. This is really enlightening and I, you know, I'd like to speak more with staff and get to know you guys more. And I hope that, yeah, we can all be a part of this community building process of healing across all the different places that need to be healed. Mm -hmm. I love that. Really appreciate Professor Kathleen Casto facilitating some very interesting perspectives. And I really appreciate also, uh, Naomi Copeland and Mike Jones, both for the leadership that they're showing for the campus, for the benefit of the campus, and and also for giving us that insight into what's happening with that part of our community, the the staff. Uh, What did you think, Stephen? These were really insightful, and I think it brings me back to when I first heard about um, the staff council via email from Dr. O'Shea and the provost encouraging all staff members uh, to attend the staff council. And I'm thinking about the institutional priorities and how does the institution prioritize um, attendance because of the different types of staff that exist on, on this campus. You have staff in offices, 
staff like me who are OPS, which is a different tier of labeling, staff that are working the grounds. And if it's something that our supervisors may not seem as necessary, for some employees, it may be hard to be able to attend while they're working. Um, so it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how the new administration views the staff council and lowers the barriers to entry to really make this a voice of the staff. People need to feel like they can participate, you know? And I think too, while we often speak in terms of the staff council being a place for the, that community to have a voice, just like we talk about Better New being a place for people to have a voice, a lot of what I heard was really about, about the information flow. They wanna be able to hear what's happening. They wanna not just drive what's happening, but also just be kept in the loop. And so that was helpful to hear that. You know, and, and it, it brings me back to um, other colleges talking about when we presented at the, uh, the conference about the siloing that exists on bigger campuses. And I'm thinking, we're 700, we're a thousand people community, right? All in all, pretty, like, I'm surprised. And I think this is really going to be the sledgehammer to the wall that's been the siloing problem that we've been talking about at New College ever since I've been involved in the community. Can't wait to see what happens. I don't know if it's gonna be the entire answer, but it's certainly gonna be a step in the right direction. is a student-run podcast about the Latinx experiences here at New College of Florida and beyond. In our episodes, we interview Latinx students and faculty members seeking to promote visibility, diversity, and connection among our community. Some of the topics we discuss include identity and pronouns, immigration, language and community, and the Brazilian experience. Tune into our episodes for more information. Gracias! Gracias!